you know, again, you you want to be safe around people, and mm. and you want to be um, you do have to pay attention to cost um, as a business, and so um, the choice between wheels and legs, um, you know, legs are hard, right? And uh, it's not that we can't do it. There's plenty of robots that can demonstrate walking around, but um, with two legs, you don't see um, commercially any robots doing that and why not right it's because uh if you're dynamically stable that you know if you're walking you're on two legs you're necessarily dynamically stable and if you're dynamically stable uh if something goes wrong you fall and if there's people around you fall on people right so that's not okay so you know your choice is to is to implement more legs so that you can be statically stable if the system fails um, but that's more expensive. Um, it, I'm not sure that it's the wrong thing. I think, um, you know, Boston Dynamics has a product called Spot that is uh, interesting and can go lots of places, can go up and down stairs, um, and is, I, I think, can be relatively safe. But there's a lot more motors there, which means there's a lot more things, to more cost, more things that can fail. Um, and so if you look at, you know, a, a simple robot that's, um, differential drive for locomotion versus a walking robot, you know, you have many fewer motors and that means many fewer uh, failure points. Uh, and so I think that's, you know, in the end, that's the reason is you keep it simple unless you need to make it more complicated. Um, you know, if you have to go up and down stairs, then you can't use a, a simple differential drive robot. But if you can avoid going up and down stairs and instead ride the elevator, then you're leveraging um, what the environment provides in order to make a simpler system. Uh, so everything fails. <laughs> I mean, if you if 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 nothing changes um, on the software side, then usually the software is fine. But it's it's software, it's hardware, and it's the environment. And something's always changing, and so the robot has to adapt to all of those. On the on the hardware side, things that fail most often are connectors. Um, and after connectors, I would say um, it's probably, you know, well, we we would you think motors because you always think okay, motors or anything that moves. But it turns out there's a third one that um, over time fails, which is um, any kind of of lamps in the motor burn out or in the robot burn out. And you think, well, what lamps do you have in the robot? Um, and the answer is they're hidden inside your 3D cameras. So inside your 3D cameras, you're projecting something. And if you um, aren't careful to you know, turn those off from time to time and you just let them run for years on end, at some point, those lamps burn out. And so, you know, and I say lamp, I mean, uh, you know, an LED, uh, projecting a pattern that the camera is reading back in order to see in 3D, but you know those things fail. And I think one of the things that we've learned over eight years is um, we can probably now produce a list for ourselves of what are all the things that will break in a robot after it's been in the field for three years or five years, and what do we look for? Um, you know, another unexpected component um, is whatever drives you're using in your computer wear out, right? Even SSDs, you think SSDs don't have moving parts, but they have a limited number of writes. 
And so you have to think about how many times am I writing, you know, those log files because you only get so many writes. It's a lot, it's, you know, it's billions or trillions, but if you're writing all the time, eventually it runs out. And, and so you can predict, you know, what that failure will be. And so it's almost like every component of the robot, if you're gonna keep robots in service for a long time, every component, you have to think what would cause this to fail? Um, you know, plastic, if you, plastic is probably not gonna fail in most robots lifetime. But if you look at cars, you know, a 20 year old car may run fine, but the plastic around the windows and, you know, in the dashboard is cracking if it's been in the sun. So, you know, where the robot is operating um, is gonna affect what fails. And there's just a lot of things that you have to, you know, be flexible and learn and adapt. You think of a robot outdoors, right, versus a robot indoors, the, the, you know, that's the third factor, right? You have software, hardware, and the third one is environment. So if the environment is, you know, sunshine, then you have to worry about what's the impact long-term of sunshine on typically the outside of the robot. Um, if you think about indoors, um, what systems and um, properties of the environment do you depend on? Um, if you're, let's just a, a simple thing, right? Everybody uses either lasers or 3D cameras where we're projecting an infrared pattern and reading back something from that. Um, well, indoors, if you repaint the wall with certain paints, it will absorb that light, right? And then you'll suddenly the performance will go away. You didn't touch the robot, the robot's working fine but somebody painted the wall and in a such a way that you were depending on seeing that wall and now you can't see it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. um, somebody mounts a mirror on the wall, right? Suddenly the environment is radically different from where it was. Somebody changes the window treatments in an indoor robot such that the sun now shines brightly on the floor or they change the floor and make it shiny where it used to be carpet or they change the floor and make the carpet thicker because it's new, nice, soft, plush carpet. And the robot's now having to struggle to get through that, right? Every, um, you know, there's so many things that change in an environment. And if you look over a period of years, um, you know, the first year that we were in business, we noticed small changes, like um, at the holidays, they redecorate the lobby in a hotel. That redecoration means they move the furniture around and they added, a, you know, Christmas tree or some other things. And suddenly everything's different. And if you need to go near that section of the lobby, suddenly you have to retrain the robot. Okay, that's a simple case. But, um, you know, there's lots of examples of things that change in the world. Um, usually um, in commercial spaces and over the last 20 years, we update the Wi-Fi regularly. If you update the Wi-Fi, you have to remember to tell the robot that you updated the Wi-Fi or it's off the Wi-Fi. Right, and so that's a failure, but it's not the robot failure. It's just the environment changed, and you have to deal with it. So, the you know part of the design challenge and the ongoing design challenge is design for failures in, or you know failures in hardware because things wear out, failures in software because things change, and they change out from under you. Right, you're you're using operating system, you get a new patch, the new patch um, causes. Uh, you know, requires you to upgrade to some new software package and suddenly that breaks things, right? Um, 
and the environments change all the time. So one of the challenges of, of putting robots in the world for a long period of time is the world changes, right? The world changes, the software changes, the hardware wears out. And, and you have to think about as a business, how do I update the robots in a way that deals with all these changes regularly?